This is the game of life. Welcome to the game of life. I'm your host, Gail Nelson, president and CEO of Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Miami. Pleased to have in the show today a good friend and the president of Hodge Media, George Hodge. George is a longtime fixture in the South Florida media. Give you a couple uh, just little tidbits about George. 30 years newspaper editor, including 13 of which at the Miami Herald, a decade at the Houston Chronicle. Two years ago, he started Hodge Media, founded Hodge Media, where George and his team uh, work with law firms and various corporate clients. And George is currently leading the Miami Herald's Influencer Series. George, when do you sleep, my friend? Uh, don't get too much, but that's okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm used to it. It's uh, almost as crazy as being full-time in the news business and being on 24-7. I tell you what, well, George, welcome, first of all. Welcome back. Uh, we've certainly worked with you in the past. Well, great to have you in the studio today on The Game of Life. This is my new toy, this mentoring podcast, and I just love having you here in the studio with me. This is great. You got a great, uh, great setup, setup here. A lot more technology since I visited a couple of years ago. I tell you, and that's a direct result. And I always uh, take time to uh, shout out the IRE Foundation. We have an incredible partnership uh, where we help kids in so many different areas, including music and the arts. And so this studio that we're sitting in right now was named after DJ Irie's mom. Her nickname was Boogie. So we're here in the Boogie Live studio here at Big Brothers Big Sisters of Miami. And let's talk media. Sounds and. Good. You, t you talk about a 24-hour news cycle. I mean, nonstop. There's something going on all the time in whatever context. What is, how has media changed in your, from your perspective uh, over the years? Well, I mean, uh, part of it is just the speed at which everything moves, Gail. You know, you, yeah. you and I, you're younger than I am, but you and I are old enough to remember when the way you got news was a, a print thing and it landed on your doorstep in the morning and you picked it up to learn about what was going on in the world that's right and then a few years ago you know you might have gone on and you know opened up your computer uh logged in and looked at some news websites now you reach over to your nightstand you grab your phone and you see all the news <laughs> alerts and the and the twitter feeds and what's on what's on <coughs> facebook it, it is it is instantaneous that's right um which has been you know, for both good and ill, I think. Um, you know, the everything just moves very, very fast. Reporters uh, often, uh, you know, are not spending days on a story; they're spending hours on a, on a story. Um, sometimes less than that, which sometimes means that uh, there there are some more mistakes uh, along the, along the way. But I think that's the biggest change. Uh, obviously, media has also been hugely disrupted uh used to be there were a few major players you had the three you know tv news uh shows in the evening the cnn way. um the major newspapers and now you have all manner of digital sites traditional sites tv uh, and it's coming to you in different ways you're not necessarily getting it from the Miami Herald, even though that is a significant source, but you're getting it through your Facebook feed. You're getting it through social, social, social media, what your friends share, what colleagues share. Uh, and I also think for professionals, sort of the, uh, you know, the niche media has become a little more important, I think, as things have become fragmented. So if you're a lawyer, you read the Daily Business Review or the South Florida Business, Business Journal. Right. Uh, as the Miami Herald and the large metros do a little bit less on say business coverage 
um, these niche publications, I think, have gained gained more more importance. But is that the future? You think? What's the future of media? I mean, obviously, everything's you know handheld. Here it is. I get everything right. I need. Twenty four hour news cycle. What do you think? Uh, well, I think look, media's not going anywhere. The Miami Herald isn't going to go anywhere. Uh, but you know, the the model is is changing, and you know, uh, media outlets are going to be. They already are. You know asking us, the readers, the subscribers, to pick up a little more of the freight to uh, pay for the pay for the news. You know, the old model of, say, the Miami Herald or the large newspapers was, it was pretty cheap for you and I to get the paper That's right. on our doorstep. But that was because they were trying to sell as many papers as they could and then charge advertisers for reaching several hundred thousand people, you know. Again, you know, remember, you know, classified ads and spending a hundred bucks for, <laughs> you know, a few lines to sell your sell your car. That's right. Then Craigslist came along and offered it for free. Mm. So, so much for that. That business went away. Um, you know, we used to have in this market uh, Burdines and Macy's. Macy's uh, bought Burdines. Burdines goes away. So a lot of the the advertising has changed. So I think many of the new models are. You know, those of us who get the newspaper, I certainly do. I'm sure you do, and you do here at Big Brothers. Uh, you know, we're paying more for it. Um, but, you know, just like we're willing to pay for a latte at Starbucks and we're willing to pay for Apple Music and Netflix or, you know, streaming content in other ways, uh, you know, for the, you know, for news to survive, um, subscribers are going to have to pay uh, a little bit more and be a little more invested in it uh, rather than getting it at a very little, you know, very low price or or for nothing. For a long time, most media outlets, you know, gave away their content online for free. Right. That proves to have not been a great business model <laughs> uh, because you're not able to generate the advertising dollars online that you can uh, in a print in a print product. So that's why the Herald and others have a paywall after you read a few stories a month. They say, you know, if you want to read more, get a digital subscription. It's right. actually not very, not very expensive and a great way to, uh, you know, commit to your community and invest in, you know, news as a community value right. and as a community resource. As I think about it, here we are in the game of life, mentoring podcast with George Hodge, president of Hodge Media. Uh, and certainly friend and supporter of Big Brothers, Big Sisters in Miami. Uh, George, as I think about the kids we serve, as I think about the, you know, not only the mentoring space and the role of mentoring mm -hmm. in our society uh, and how messaging and propaganda uh, is just, uh, folks are maybe reading less than seeing, see, reading less, excuse me, seeing images and uh, this report, and you mentioned earlier, how oftentimes in media, instead of spending a day on a story, it may be just a few hours, and it's out there, and absent of facts in some cases. Uh, the responsibility of the media and the role of media in our society, where kids that are growing up, and uh, whether they're a journalism major or not, messaging, imagery is so strong. What's the responsibility and role of media in that space? Well, I think responsibility is, is huge. And I think just, you know, to adjust what you were saying, you know, I don't think that the media, because the, the time frame is compressed, I don't think the, the, the facts are wrong. I do think that sometimes um, 
the the nuance and the perspective Got and you. the history. Um, you don't always have time to reflect that when you're moving really fast on right. a uh, on a on a story. The facts are, you know, mostly right, and you know I think media does a pretty good job with it. But uh, you know, it it's it's hard to be as careful and nuanced in three hours as you you know would have been if. Uh, you know, when I was starting out in this business, you know, you had until eight o'clock at night to get that story as right as it could be to okay. publish the next, the next, the next morning. But I do think, you know, to your core question, you know, media certainly has a responsibility to be, um, you know, to be as fair and as as accurate and and not not sensational, uh, you know, as they as they can. You know, the flip side of it is. Uh, you know, I think as a society, as a community, we can do a better job of teaching, teaching news literacy to our young people mm. to, to understand that they understand when they look at something, who wrote it? Where, where did it come from? Did it did it come from, uh, you know, the Miami Herald or did it come from a liberal or conservative group with a, you know, strong agenda? Um, and look at it with that kind of filter. The fact that, you know, I think the challenge today is that, you know, some people seem to view everything they see on Facebook as a, quote, fact, whether that is coming from it's a, a reputable news organization right. or one of their friends or someone out there who is just, you know, causing, uh, causing trouble. Um, you know, a foreign government who is trying to manipulate whatever it might it might it might be. Um, you know, I've done some work recently with the the Knight Foundation, and I was editing a report recently that talked about you know news literacy and and young people's understanding of the the, the First Amendment and its role in society. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, it doesn't happen naturally. If they are, you know, people don't sort of immediately understand. First Amendment, both its rights and its responsibilities, unless they are they are taught it. So I think there's an obligation for all of us to make sure to teach our children and the young people uh, we are mentoring and helping to you know look critically and think critically about what they are seeing, hearing out there, um, so they can make the best judgments on the the you know veracity of the. Uh, of the stories that they that that they say because there's there's a lot of there's a lot of junk out there let's face it understood and they got to filter just like your diet whatever you're eating <laughs> whatever you're viewing whatever you're filtering uh, just uh consider the context consider the source uh and think use some wisdom right that's good advice that's a good life advice mm -hmm. speaking of which how did you get involved in the media space obviously over 30 years you know in a is a newspaper editor uh, and certainly a, just a longtime fixture here in the South Florida community. Uh, what got you involved in this space well, you know, of it media? Was, it was that's a great question, Gail. It, and it's um, you know I would love to say I had some big plan, <laughs> but like many of us uh, who came, fell into our careers, I I didn't. I was at Miami Dade College, okay, and I needed an English credit. I always had read newspapers, but never thought of being a reporter. But it just 
seemed like something interesting. Okay, I'll take a journalism course. It, it'll get that English requirement out of the way, and we'll we'll see. And uh, very first day, there was an event on campus. Um, it was a fundraiser for a local congressman um, and singer who has passed away, Harry Chapin, the folk singer, was there on campus. Okay. And I got a chance to, you know, to go and to interview him and, you know, walk around with him a little bit and write a story. And I just became hooked. Uh, just got hooked on meeting interesting people, telling interesting stories, being the first to know. Um, I always thought, frankly, that this was the kind of thing I was uh, too much of an introvert to do. But like a lot of people in journalism, what I found is, you know, when I had that reporter's notebook, uh, that's right. I wasn't Clark Kent. I became I Superman. I was just about to. <laughs> I could do and ask things Anything that normally yes. George would never do. But the reporter uh, had a license to do it, and 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 I I, I thoroughly in, enjoyed that, and so, um, you know, began taking more classes. When I got to the University of Miami, started working on the Hurricane, the student newspaper okay. there. Um, you know, and you know, then after UM, uh, started working at a small newspaper in Central Florida called Florida Today. Hmm. Uh, was there a few months and covering a county commission meeting, and looked up and the shutter cha shuttle shuttle Challenger blew up over my head. Oh my goodness! And so, for all of a sudden, I was a space reporter for a few few months. That's right. Um, just got extraordinary opportunities. Did that for a few years and then came down to the Miami Herald and uh, uh, never looked back. Was on the local news staff, then became the business editor. Uh, went to Houston for a few years and then uh, came back five years ago because uh, Miami's home. So I was home just about home. to say home is, you know, Miami is home. Miami's home. It is sometimes weird and dysfunctional, but it is home. <laughs> we love our, We love <laughs> Miami. Speaking of home, speaking of Miami or wherever, because uh, you grew up here. Yes. And I ask this of every guest. And I sometimes, and I just recently asked this question of someone in terms of just those mentor, mentors in your life and who influenced you. Oftentimes people will say they would gravitate to relatives, you know, parents and, and others in the home, and that's certainly fine. And But you, your family, uh, and mentoring, who, if you had to think of someone, I mean, of course you've had many mentors. I get yes. that. People give me that. I get it. But that one significant person, what he, who, who is that? What did he or she teach you? You know, I've been, I've been thinking about that. that quite, and yes, I've had wonderful mentors sure. at the Miami Herald, Dave Lawrence and Alberto yes. Abarquin, the publishers, yes. brilliant men and, and taught me a lot. But much younger, when I was in high school, I went to Southwest High School here in Miami. Right. Eagles, right? Eagles, Southwest Eagles. You know we just started a partnership with them, and so we have little brothers and little sisters really? at Southwest High School. That's wonderful. So just shout out to the Eagles of Southwest High School. We, uh, we're having our 40th high school reunion awesome. uh, in about three weeks, so I'm Beautiful. very excited to, to see everyone. Um, anyway, when I was a senior in high school, they had a program at the time to partner uh, some high school seniors with people in the community, internships basically, and I had an internship at the Miami-Dade County Commission with Ruth Shack, yes. the legendary former county commissioner, well then county commissioner. Mm -hmm. um, she has had a storied career, and 
what and I, I I spent a few months working with her and her assistant who unfortunately I can't remember her name but the two of them were just such wonderful people not just in teaching me about county government but you know teaching me you know in a professional setting how to answer the phone how to talk with people how to how to dress how to coordinate you know you know match your socks to your your slacks not something you think much about in high school but in you know when you're putting on a suit and tie um they taught me a whole bunch or they or they would point me to you know you know look at look at you know so and so speaking how they're kind of put put together um you know how to how to write professionally those kind of, you know and i thought you know i thought i was a smart kid i was on the debate team and you know d- did pretty well in in school but you know when you go into a professional setting into a work setting like that yes um even if you do pretty well even if you're doing well in school it's a different game that's right it's a different place and i will just always be indebted to uh commissioner shack and and the folks around her for just being so incredibly you know kind and uh and and gracious in not just the the work I was doing you know they could have just sat me in a corner and said okay watch stuff and and that but they kept me very involved but again they you know they gave me these sort of little lessons or you know subtle digs and just things about you know how I would fit in better in a professional environment and I will will you know uh you know, I will never forget those lessons, and I have tried to carry them forward when I have uh, uh, interns and mentors and uh, younger people, sometimes not even younger people, um, around me. You know, where I can offer a little bit of uh, a little bit of you know semi personal slash professional advice to help them. But uh, she was one of the first who really made made an impact on me. Um, and and help me quite a bit. And the things you still apply today. Yeah. And you pass on to others. Right. That's what mentoring is. And certainly, you know, big brothers, big sisters, and what we do, uh, you get it uh, personally, professionally. Uh, as we look at our future as an organization, you know, 61 years old, 1958, and we started here in Miami-Dade County. Uh, and partners within the media space, inclusive of Hajj Media. Uh, what does that look like from your vantage point? And why, why is Big Brothers Big Sisters, and again, and for the benefit of our listeners here on the Game of Life Mentoring Podcast, there are no scripted answers for George or anyone, any other guest, but I need to ask the question because it's the significance of mentoring in all seriousness, people look at it as, well, that's just fun. Oh, your mentors, or you guys get together and they just have fun. No, this is real life. Uh, you talked about uh, before I go back to the question, you talked about just, you know, matching your socks with your slacks and just some of the basic business skills, answering the phone. Uh, and we got over 1,200 corporate mentors. We're mentoring high school students, inclusive of your your former high school, your alma mater, uh, Southwest High School. They're matched at this aquarium as one, one example where they learn uh, just all about just business in the hospitality space and entertainment uh, industry as well. So mentoring is not nice. It's necessary. Oh, Why? absolutely. I, I think, you know, mentoring is, uh, 
you know, is, 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 is critical and to have seen just uh, in, in, in the couple of years that, that uh, you and I have known each other, yes. you know, the, the growth and what you have done to take the, you know, what people think of as the traditional model of big brothers, big sisters, which is, you know, a, an, an adult, you know, one adult helping yes. uh, one young person and extend it to police departments yes. and, and corp- corporate environments and professional settings in addition to the traditional that's right uh work that that you have been doing i think has been you know extraordinarily uh you know impressive and i think for uh you know for for media uh you know looking for ways to connect to the community you know finding ways to you know work with you and you know big big brothers big sisters um you know is 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 critical I mean, I'm not, you know, running a newsroom anymore, but, you know, I, I do think, you know, as we were talking earlier, you know, there are, you know, there may be some opportunities around some of these questions of, you know, uh, media literacy. And do you, should you believe everything that you see on Facebook or, you know, Insta- Instagram? Uh, there may be some ways for some of the media professionals in town, whether, you know, in the newspaper and TV, or those of us who are doing some more, you know, communications and public relations work, um, to work with big brothers and to, you know, to to work with your mentees uh, on, you know, some of these some of these some of these skills. Um, you know, the side thing that we really haven't talked about is just also, you know, we also know there are, you know, parts of social media that are, you know quite corrosive and very difficult and very difficult for our young people to, you know, to navigate. And so to, I think to the extent that uh, media and personalities in media can, um, you know, again, help, uh, you know, work with you and your mentors and mentees to understand that and just, you know, mitigate some of the, uh, you know, the awful messages that are, that are out there. I think there, you know, there may be a, may be a helpful helpful role in, role in that. But the other thing with media is, you know, media has changed. You know, media is now Gail Nelson doing his own podcast. It, it's not, you know, years ago it was, you know, news was whatever the Miami Herald and Channel 6 and the other TV stations said it was. Um, there is still a lot of that, but those organizations are now involved in more of a two-way communication mm-hmm. with folks like you and with the community. Yes. And folks in the community are, you know, finding ways like you all are doing with this terrific podcast to get your get your own own message out that's right um you know and hopefully there there are ways for the media to help extend the the reach of your your podcast i certainly will be retweeting it to my followers that's what i'm talking about sharing it yes um you know if we got uh you know if we got you know 50 media leaders in town to 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 do that and extend the reach of of what you're saying and what you're what you're doing, um, you know, it doesn't replace a good news story, but you know, it may, it'll make a huge difference in its in its own way, and with an audience that may not read print. One of the things I appreciate about you, George, is the sincerity, the genuineness, uh, and as we think about and before we close the show, uh, I just must say, with the assistance you provided to us in terms of just helping us with our brand, people are aware, the brand awareness, helping us strengthen our brand awareness. But the brand relevance and for people to understand, I had a tour today and someone said, I didn't know you did all of this. Uh, And so to your point, uh, we are bigger 
we do everything big at Big Brothers Big Sisters. And we're bigger than just not only the one-to-one match, which is incredible and invaluable, but it's not only the adult who signs up to help the child. I had an alumni big brother uh, that I talked to not long ago. He talked about, well, you know, I signed up to help a kid, but I'm the one that really was assisted as well. So thank you and all the media partners that you bring to our table. You just just say, Gail, think about this. Uh, you are an influencer, my friend, and you're helping us influence uh, what's going on here in Miami. And our littles grow up, and they travel all across this world. So we're truly impacting the world, not as a cliche, not as just some uh, phrase, coined phrase, but thank you for the partnership, George. Thank, thank you, Gail. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, wearing my Miami Herald hat, in uh, about a month we'll be announcing our 2020 group of influencers, and uh, there may be somebody in this room who's on the list next year. But uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll be announcing that very soon, and next year will be an exciting year for, for that project um, you know, and all of those involved in it to talk about not politics, not Twitter, but you know the serious policy issues that matter to to uh, to, to Floridians. Oh, George, again, thank you for being a friend of Big Brothers Big Sisters. You're part of the family. Uh, George Hodge, president of Hodge Media, here on the Game of Life Mentoring Podcast, where everybody makes a team, but how you play is up to you. Everybody can do something, uh, whether it's that little boy, the little girl with the pen and pad, or I should say an iPad these days, writing the story, just doodling. The bottom line is, just like George mentioned, uh, you may feel like you're just Clark Kent, but when you te- when you go ahead and you grab that pen or that that paper, uh, you're Superman, you're Superwoman. You can be anything you want to be. That's the message to our children. Thank you to all the mentors out there, and George, thank you for being part of the team. Thank you, Gail. That's a game of life mentoring podcast season two. We're back in the studio and we are rocking with the Miami Hurricane alum. Let's go. Hey, this is Gail Nelson, president and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters Miami, the host of The Game of Life, where everybody makes the team, but how you play is up to you.